Hey yo, what's going on? Jamie, I think we need to add um, Alex.bsl's CryptoNet. CryptoNet. A request, uh, Alex. All right, all right. We should be connecting right now. <clears throat> hey, Alex. Hey, hey, hey. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. How are you doing? <clears throat> doing great, doing great. Just back home, so probably I might sound out of breath. Uh, give me a minute. Oh, no worries. Well, thank you for doing the spaces with us on the go. <laughs> Super appreciated. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, so I, I missed the first one, the first one that is scheduled, so I could not miss this anymore. So it's that I ran back home. Oh my God. Well, we really appreciate that. Thank you so much. We're really excited to have you here. So let's kick off. Uh, it's just going to be a small panel today. Uh, just Drew and I and you, Alex, and then Nikki is in the audience. Um, if she wants to join. And I see we also have the Dave and the, and, and Bows and some other um, community regulars in the house. So, hey, everyone. Um, if you can help us out by sharing the link, getting more people in the room, that would be amazing. And um, we hope that you enjoy the episode today. So, um, of course, today we are in the, the Bat Cave with Blocksmith Labs, in particular, Alex from Blocksmith Labs. Um, some quick background on Blocksmith Labs. They are a technology company that develops innovative products for the Web3 ecosystem. They're dedicated to creating solutions that address real-world problems and enable the next generation of companies, artists, individuals, and creators to achieve their full potential. They have a super diverse portfolio of product offerings, including um, their highly interactive and sought after Smith's NFTs collection that you might have heard of on Solana. They also have Bifrost, which is a next generation launchpad for Solana NFT projects. In addition, they have Mercury, which our back community may be familiar with because we've used it, which is a whitelist management tool that simplifies the whitelist process for projects and for users. And they also have Raven, which is a gamified um, marketing platform that incentivizes community engagement through rewards. So um, lots to dig into here today. But as you can see, um, they've got a lot of good stuff going on. This project is known for their commitment to developing high quality products and for delivering unmeasurable value to their community via their offerings. So let's move quickly through the intros and then we can dive right into the questions. Oh, hang on a second, you guys. I'm just putting my phone on do not disturb. All right, there we go. Um, okay, so quickly, for anybody visiting us from outside of the Brave and Bat community today, welcome. We're super excited to have you here. We are the Bat community. For anyone who doesn't know, Bat, or Basic Attention Token, is an Ethereum-based rewards token, uh, rewards and utility token, I should say, utilized in Brave, which is a fast and private web browser that blocks YouTube ads and other invasive third-party ads and trackers right out of the box. BAT works within Brave by fairly pricing user attention and rewarding users in BAT for choosing to see ads that are privacy-respecting. 
It also empowers them to pay it forward by supporting their favorite content creators or causes with bat tips or easily programmed donations. Brave has a user-first philosophy, so its private ads and reward system is totally opt-in. Additionally, the browser eliminates the need for extensions by shipping with various privacy features and tools. For example, there's a shield that keeps you and your data safe from third-party ads and trackers. That's our ad blocker. Um, we've got a private search and AI summaries. AI summarizer, private video conferencing tool, VPN, multi-chain crypto wallet, and so much more. To learn more about Brave's full list of features, visit brave.com. You can download the browser too at brave.com slash download. And if you want to learn more about the basic attention token, you can visit basicattentiontoken.org. Um, after the episode though, of course. And then um, let's hop into the intros. So I'm Jenny. I'm speaking from the Back Community account today. Um, I will be facilitating the spaces alongside my amazing colleague, Drew. Um, I am based in Canada, Montreal specifically. I've been working for Bad and Brave since, well, I, I started contributing to the community in around 2017 and then right before the Bat Token launch. And then I came on um, as community manager in early 2018. And then I eventually transitioned to uh, Director of Community and Partnerships. So my work now focuses on expanding partnerships and driving the growth and adoption and integration of the BAT token. So feel free to reach out to me um, with any questions uh, anytime. You can message the BAT community account here, or if you want to uh, reach me on my personal Twitter, it's B-A-T, BAT, underscore Jenny, J-E-N-N-I-E. -N -N and that's it for me. I'll kick it over to Drew. Hey, thanks, Jenny. Um, yeah, I'm Drew, and I apologize. I'm in the car right now as well, so hopefully it's not too noisy, but um, I'm excited for this one, and I didn't want to leave Jenny all alone. <laughs> but uh, this one should be good. I'm, I'm, uh, I've seen the Smiths all over, Solana, NFTs for a while, um, and but I got to know these guys when we did the uh, Bat and Adam Pate drop, um, and we use Mercury for the whitelist spots and kind of got to dig in deeper to what they've got going on and see how they, you know, operate and how well they run. So uh, they've been awesome. They've been, you know, helpful in uh, getting Atlas uh, for our community, doing other things like that. So looking forward to space, PJC Alex and, and Chromie, I see it and they're listening. Uh, he's been he's been nothing but great to us. So appreciate it. And um, I also want to just shout out the uh, Bat Brigade Discord server, uh, which is discord.gg slash Bat Brigade, where you can usually find me there or here on Twitter. And uh, also I see that Dave is here listening. He runs uh, trivia every week right after Spaces in the Discord server. So hop in there, win some bat, play, have some fun, and uh, join the community there. So appreciate it. And uh, I guess we'll let Alex uh, tell a little bit about himself, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Yep. Welcome, Alex, and welcome, Chromie, in the audience. Yeah, Alex, <laughs> a little bit about yourself and your background and uh, your role at Blacksmith Labs. Yeah. Hey. So before that, I wanna give you a fun fact. So Bat was the first. I think one of the first five tokens that I bought in crypto. I think in 2020. And since then, I've only been using Brave browser. I promise, no one's sponsoring me to say this, but literally all my crypto journey has been with Brave. And yeah, uh, that that's a little side fact. 
So apart from that, um, Alex, um, the co-founder and CEO of uh, Bloxnet Labs, um, we have a lot of products and an NFT collection called Smiths. We have uh, a second collection dropping called Migos. Um, you might see a couple of uh, PFPs here, here in the audience. Um, yeah, that, that's about it. We have uh, we have been in the space for more than a year, and we have built I think five six products. Um, most of them have been successful. If they're not successful, it's because we're a lean team and we couldn't really scale them. But yeah, so my journey before Web three has been I was a developer for about ten years. Um, I was with the Coinbase before this, and Apple and Cisco, a lot of top tech companies. Uh, building cold shit, uh, leading teams. That was my Web2 background. And 2022, I decided to go full-time Web3. And I've been uh, the CEO of, co-CEO of Blacksmith Labs ever since. Hey, that's awesome. You've got a great background. A former developer of Coinbase and Apple. That's crazy. Um, and so amazing to hear that that one of, uh, was one of your first... Uh, well, it was your foray to crypto started with that and Brave. Um, super exciting. We love to hear it. And um, yeah, if you have any feedback about the browser for us, definitely let us know. But we love that you're a fan. Guys, throw down an emoji react if you use Brave or you're a fan of the Brave browser. Let's see. Let's see who in the audience is a user here. There's always a little delay with the emoji react, so I always feel silly at first. Oh, I see some. I see some. No, okay. Nobody uses Brave in here. No, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I mean, hey, you know, you got to start somewhere. If you guys want to test out the Brave browser, it's free. You can go to brave.com slash download. You can get it on desktop. Um, we support all platforms. Then you can um, also download it on mobile. Really great on mobile because you get uh, data cost savings, battery life savings. It's really dope. Super fast, private. Um, yeah. We're big fans, obviously. <laughs> okay, Alex, thank you again for the intro. Can you tell us um, the origin story of Blocksmith Labs and how the team you know, came together to start this project? Yeah, for sure. So Harmi and I are co-founders, uh, also co-CEOs of this. We run different things within Blocksmith Labs. Uh, we have different responsibilities. Uh, we met in 2022 in DGods. Uh, I was working at DGods. I was a lead dev at DGods. And he was also building some stuff for them, um, like listings bot, rarity bot, something like that. We met and then it, this kind of sounds like a love story, but we instantly hit it off because we were from the same backgrounds, same upbringing, nationalities, a lot of shit like that. So it just kind of makes sense. I think in the last year of running blacksmith labs we have never really had any problems we just know each other understand each other complement we have complementary skills so it kind of worked out um, i mean that is how blacksmith lab started and then uh, a lot of really really good people uh, came up within the community uh, so chromie kanur alejandro uh, a lot of these people that are in in our team now have come from within our holders because they've been so active uh, in the space and the community and they have contributed a lot it just kind of made sense for us so that we don't really go out and hire it just so happens that people that like us are attracted to us and just come to us and then the team form that's it 
Yeah, I would say that's my one of my favorite things about Web3 is like the communities surrounding projects. And it ends up being a really good place to source team members from eventually, right? Um, we do the same thing at Brave. So many of our um, our, our devs, our community people, uh, like community team, um, we're originally from the community. So uh, yeah, that we, we love that and uh, love to see that you guys have kind of the same approach where you uh, reward community members by bringing them on board if they're a good fit. I love it. And can you tell us the inspiration behind the name Blocksmith Labs? Like, what does it mean? What does it represent? Uh, okay. So we kind of wanted to name it Blacksmith first because it's supposed to represent a true grit and builders and never giving up attitude. But it kind of felt too utilitarian, you know? It kind of felt like a workhorse. So then we thought, okay, this is a block. I mean, I came up with this idea. It's a I mean, it might be stupid going going back. Said, oh, it's a blockchain. What if we name it Blocksmith? And then it kind of made sense. And then, I don't know, I've, I've also worked with a few startups. So adding at labs at the end is just a thing back then from my Web2 world. So we just added it. But now you see a lot of Web3 products adding labs just for no reason. <laughs> but that was how it started. And it's, it's still going on. I uh, like it. I like it. Um, and Jenny and I were talking before this space about how there's so many different labs. <laughs> so that's a good point, though. <laughs> but I like it. I like the. It makes sense with the you know blockchain, blocksmith. You know, you're you know uh, working on and creating and sculpting the uh, the blockchain stuff. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, looking forward, uh, looking backward, we should have named the NFT collection different. It kind of didn't make sense. But we were also young, like, I mean, not young, but we were new to the space. We didn't know how to run things. Over time, we learned things and then we separated uh, the NFT collection and the company. And it kind of makes sense now. But if given a chance, we would, I should have named the NFT uh, completely differently and the company differently. But it is what it is. We're learning every day. Even now, when I look back at things that I've done like three months ago, I kind of cringe a little bit. So if you're not cringing at the shit that you've done like a couple of months ago, you're not really growing. So yeah, that's how it is. I say that every day. <laughs> and I cringe at my previous self at the end of literally every day. <laughs> so I feel that. Now, okay, so dovetailing from the project name and what it signifies, like, um, which, which I actually really like, can you explain the problems in the, uh, you know, the NFT, the Solana, the Web3 ecosystem that Blocksmith Labs is attempting to solve? Yeah, I think um, we were the first ones to actually try to build a consumer-facing application that are like, really trying to simplify things, you know? So that's been my goal, uh, like, all my career. I love UIX, great design. Um, I think that's like a gateway for new people to enter into crypto, the UI UX, it should kind of make sense. If you bother them with too many details, if it's too complex, uh, they just give up. Like we're in the Web2 space, we're in a world where people are annoyed if you don't have a Google login. So coming to Web3, if you're asking them to create a wallet, save it somewhere, and then go back, you know, log in, do all of that shit, they're going to give up super quick. So our goal has been to simplify every every little thing uh, with our products to make it so simple that you just come in and everything kind of makes sense to you. 
you know so i think that has been our usp that that i haven't really like um, you know spoken about earlier but a lot of people still do build products after we have started this whole thing a whole meta of oh we're going to build products of real value and we're going to deliver to the holders a lot of people have started that uh, but i've seen a lot of bsl killers in my day <laughs> but i think the true usp of uh, blockset labs is simplifying everything Yeah, that makes sense and I can appreciate that. Um you know, you guys are trying to build consumer facing applications, trying to simplify things for users. Um certainly web3 can be overwhelming and I think um there's a lot of value in designing or you know, creating UX UI in such a way that anyone can can use it and uh not just web3 natives. And I would say that Brave is attempting to do the very same thing as you probably know since you're a long-time user and fan. Um so let's let's move oh. on Jenny, Jenny, I want to just hop in and say that's not always an easy feat to accomplish. So when you when you can, uh, congratulations on that because it's more difficult than it seems, unfortunately. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Amen. Um, it's kind of like when you ask someone to Eli five, you know, explain like I'm five. um you can really only eli 5 if you understand something really really well only then can you kind of distill it and uh explain it simply it's kind of like uh in school you know and you had to I remember when i had to write essays and if i didn't really understand the topic um i would find it really hard to stay within the word limit because you're spending extra time trying to explain um you know what it is that you're talking about because you don't really get it but when you do get it you can distill it down and make keep it simple so so yeah um agree with that drew totally and kudos blocksmith labs for that um okay so let's talk about i'm very curious about the smiths um your collection of I believe it's 4444 solana nfts So can you tell us about the inspiration behind the collection, the artwork and maybe a little bit about the lore? I was just looking um into it this morning a little bit and it was giving a very Game of Thrones vibe. Is that kind of what you were going for? Were you going for something else? Uh give us the scoop. Um I mean, we were more of a God of War Ragnarok kind of people. So the whole Norse uh, kind of feels like God of War. I don't know if you've played that game. So that's usually our vibe, uh, at least with Smiths. Uh, we're gonna um, take a completely different um, approach with Migos. Uh, but yeah, for Smiths, that's usually our thing. Strong men who stand up, like that's the whole idea of like even with the BSL and the Smiths branding. like that's what they're supposed to represent the last man standing like when you when you <clears throat> experience solana at like $8 a lot of like people were given up but i was i was confident uh, i knew solana was going to come back up i supported tweeted and all of that and we stayed here uh, so that is what like smiths are like supposed to mean the last man standing you know the true great I love that. And what is it about the Smiths specifically that you think makes it such a sought after um I guess blue chip collection on Solana currently, right? What do you think makes it so sought after? I never know what the definition for a blue chip is, but <laughs> when we started uh, the NFT collection, we wanted to be wanted to be completely 
different in a way that the only examples that you had until then is BAYC. This is the next BAYC. This is, you know, the next thing that is going to pump. They're going to airdrop so much. They're going to run the Ponzi so, so good that you're going to make a lot of money. But no one really, you know, spoke about how, where's the value coming from? Is it just more collections? Uh, now, uh, the space is in a in a mature position that they understand. Okay, it could be uh, from products. It could be from uh, online communities that are having fun. So now I think we have pioneered um, a blueprint for NFTs that you don't really just have to rely on just hype and you know more collections. You can also create products that can deliver value and give them back to your holders. So that was uh, like the whole pillar of Smith giving back to holders and creating real value that, that we do from our products. Yeah. And on that note, so how do you ensure that you guys continuously deliver value to your holders, especially, you know, during bear markets, for example, and just in general, what are some of the holder benefits? So we've had a lot of holder benefits in Mercury and then even Atlas we integrate Forge within our ecosystem and you can get Forge uh, by staking your Smith. So adding value to Forge directly adds value uh, to the Smith. I mean, this has been our longest you know, approach, but lately during the bear market, we're seeing that the more uh, runway that Blocksmith Labs has, uh, you know, the better off Smiths are, right? So when BSL as a company has positive cash flow, it gives us more time, more, uh, you know, watches for us to be able to build bigger and bigger experiences for Smiths. So that is what we're focused on right now uh, to have positive cash flow for BSL as a company so that we don't have to rely on like entire like Ponzi alone. Like at some point you run out of, uh, you know, the ability to, to sell out collections, right? So we don't want to get there. We want to have um, real products that can actually have revenue that can support Blacksmith Labs, so in turn support Smiths. I like it. Drew, do you have any questions? Um, so not really a question, but uh, an appreciation of not just, okay, we can, you know, mint more NFTs and you know, suck more money out of the community. Uh, I like the uh, idea of, you know, creating products that can also help generate funds and, and value to the communities. Uh, and then hopefully eventually we get to a point where NFTs move beyond just Web3 space and kind of uh, even branch out further. But, but that's it for right now. I mean, yeah, you see a lot of collections. Okay, they mint out, they make some money. But when there are no royalties, they didn't have any way to generate revenue. What happens after they run out of money? You know, royalties are enforced now, but they could go away. You know, some rogue marketplace could come and take all of it away. Then what happens? Right? So a lot of NFT projects aren't really set up for five years, 10 years down the line. They, yeah, they make money, they spend it, do some shit. It works, it doesn't. Uh, if it works, maybe they can sell merch, sell some experiences, uh, target Web2. But if it doesn't, they're not really set up 
for a multi-year venture. They just, you know, that's why you see a lot of projects dying when uh, royalties were not a thing anymore. So that is what we don't want to do. We want to survive uh, as long as we can and thrive in a bull market. I mean, we're doing more than surviving right now, but yeah, in a true bull market, we'll have our time and I know that. So I guess on that note, um, you know, NFTs in general, like what, what, what's your take and where does it go from here? Um, and then just NFTs in general, but then also like on the Solana side of things, what, what's your thoughts? I know you mentioned, you know, when things were down, you were still, you know, uh, believed in it and stuff. I guess, you know, it's come back somewhat. And so, but where do we kind of go from here? Just personal thoughts. Obviously, nobody knows the future, but uh, just your take on that, Alex. I mean, Solana or crypto or NFTs in general? Uh, NFTs in general and then Solana, uh, more uh, specifically after that. Uh, I mean, it's a really broad question. I don't really think crypto in general has found its PMF. Uh, that is why I was really excited about Brave Browser because it felt like it had a product that had PMF and clearly it's been running for a long time and um, yeah, it has value. But in a general sense, I don't believe that uh, a lot of crypto tokens, NFTs have really found their PMF. It could be completely different in five years. Keep People keep giving the same example, like the internet wasn't intended for us to go on spaces and talk to each other and make friends, it was supposed to be a military thing, right? But it turned out to be a completely different thing. And I don't really know what will happen 10 years from now. But what I do know is, for now, it it's a community of online friends that you can really have fun with, have shared experiences, and you could even meet them. And you can... So you're... Our, the holders are specifically like 2,000 cheerleaders for us when we when we do good. Uh, our NFT collection does well and people are cheering on for us. And when we do bad, they give us you know, feedback. This is where you went wrong. So it's like building stuff with 2,000 online friends. Right? At least right now, five years from now, it could be completely different. That's a great answer. I, I agree. Uh, I mean, who knows where it goes uh, <laughs> in general. But um, how about uh, in just in Solana in particular, um, any thoughts on uh, NFTs and Solana specifically? No, I think Solana um, is going to make it, man. Uh, you're just seeing a lot of people just go onto different chains, explore things, and just Solana feels better for them. So the best marketing for Solana was do people go to other chains and try them out? And people want to come back to Solana. I think majority of it is that UX, which is also due to the way blockchain is designed, gas fees and all of that. But like I said earlier, uh, with blockchain labs, you want to simplify things. And that's also what Solana is about. And I think it's focusing on the right things. 80% of the population is on mobile, right? And not creating a mobile might or might not work, but it also forces uh, Android or Apple to be more Web3 and crypto friendly. So that's what Saga is supposed to be. I think they're focusing on the right things. And 
I love Anatoly. He's just no nonsense. He's super positive. I absolutely love him. I think <laughs> based on Anatoly alone, I I I love Solana and yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. Now I uh you know, obviously came over from <clears throat> Ethereum and um started in on Solana NFTs. And it yeah, it's it is it's always been pretty smooth. Um pretty easy and then of course the gas issues and stuff especially if you try to transact right now on ETH with uh, Pepe coin going crazy it's like a hundred dollars to transact on ETH right now so um, you, I definitely appreciate the ease of use and the yeah. smoothness of Solana for sure I mean it also comes back to the same point that I mentioned earlier like in web 2 people are annoyed that they don't even have google login if they have to type in their email they're annoyed like do you think uh you know the global adoption is going to happen from l3s you bridging things around paying 100 dollar gas fees I, i don't think it is maybe um some of the other blockchains are made for specific things but i think when you're talking about global adoption i think solana is uh, is in the first place Yeah. And I've been trying to say Jenny, uh, when are we going to get the Brave login on uh everything? <laughs> but <laughs> like the Google login, we could get that. Um but uh yeah, I, I agree. Um I mean, who knows, maybe some of the L2s help solve some of that, but uh they've got a ways to go themselves. So it, it's all interesting. But anyways, I guess we can kind of go back to some of the other stuff you guys have going on. Uh I know Atlas is kind of a big big thing you got going on you want to talk about that a little bit alex yeah yeah for sure for sure um so atlas i think people are disappointed when we launched atlas and not a lot of people see what we see as the team right so we have this vision that we want to implement over the next few months and years uh it's great to see that our vision has been you know coming true and then people love it now people really love the whitelist marketplace and the pre-sales there was something about whitelist marketplace not a lot of people can do that because i think only a couple of other products can do this maybe subbert can do that or maybe alphabot can do that because you would need um your bot to be available in literally 2000 3000 4000 nft communities and we have been building that with mercury so atlas is an extension of mercury so we have already had the mercury bot in a lot of servers so we have whatever we have been building with mercury has laid foundation for atlas to become instantly successful it's been i think 8 9 weeks and it's still in beta but we see atlas everywhere and you know already competing with people who have been building for a lot longer um and i'll just say having uh used atlas uh also not a paid testimony here but um it has been very easy to use <laughs> um and uh nikki nikki's in the audience there i know we've got both the subber and the atlas uh, bots and we've used them both um so i'm not you know not going one or the other but i have um appreciated the ease of use that the atlas bot has i just click accept and let it do it let it do its thing so i do appreciate that 
Yeah, Alex, I actually just want to clarify, because um, I think I might have been getting Mercury and Atlas mixed up. But so Mercury is the whitelist management platform, and then Atlas is the Discord integration, right? Um, actually, Atlas was supposed to be in Mercury v3, but we rebranded it, but it's literally the same code base. Um, Mercury just had whitelist management. It had raffles, uh, FCFS, some of that, but Atlas has all of that. And on top of that, it has more features, collaboration management, whitelist marketplace, pre-sales, rankings, and a lot more stuff. Okay, awesome. Thank you for that clarification. <clears throat> so hmm, how do you... Um, Oh, actually, hang on. Sorry. I had a couple questions here about Mercury. Let me find them. Um, Maybe we can... I got you off topic. Sorry. <laughs> don't, please don't worry about it. I, I, I was just taking notes as you were talking. I have so many questions here. Um, actually, let's hop back to Migos for a second. Um, you, you touched on it briefly, but I'm curious. Um, so you mentioned this upcoming project, Migos. Um, you mentioned taking a little bit of a different approach than you did with the Smiths. Um, can you tell us, elaborate a little bit more about that? Tell us the Migos story. Tell us when it's minting. How do we get whitelist? All of that. Uh, okay, so there are, this is all just, you know, speculation, I guess. I don't know if it's come, if it's coming from me, is it speculation? But nothing is confirmed yet. So this is all just ideas and we're working on them. Who knows if they actually happen or not. But yeah, there are, three ways that you could get Migos whitelist spot. Actually, four ways. One is just holding a smith and stacking that forge. Uh, two is board, which is... How do I explain this simple? So we'd have, let's say, 1,000 whitelist spots for all the DAOs. Instead of handing them out, uh, you know just under the table, what we're going to do is put all the projects, let's say 500,000 projects on the table and let people vote with their Forge, which is our um, native token in the Blocks and Labs ecosystem. So based on the number of votes and rankings, uh, the pool, like the thousand whitelist spots are going to be distributed to all the communities on the board. So that is one way. Uh, another way is... Um, I don't know if I should tell this, but it's a gamified system. I can't tell anything much. And there's one more way. We're going to open up Twitter applications where you could apply for uh, a spot, Migo spot, just by a tweet, a Twitter thread. And if we see a lot of traction from that thread, if, we, if Smiths and the team, everyone thinks this person can add value to the community, um, we'll give them a spot. So if you're already a high-value member, all, maybe all you could do is when Migos whitelist part and we could give it to you. But if you don't have audience yet, but if, you, if you've held NFTs for a long time, if you're an artist, if you're a developer and you, you believe you can add value to the community, we're also going to accept you. Yeah, so a lot of ways, but it's going to be all for uh, max engagement. Love that. And speaking of community, you have another product, and I don't know if this ties in to what you're doing here with Migos, but um, called Raven, right? It's a gamified marketing platform, I believe, that incentivizes community engagement. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, Raven has been on the back burner for a while. 
uh, no, it's not related to um, Raven at all, but it's inspired by, I think, the heist game. You know, some of these projects that I've done really well uh, recently, I could say that. I don't want to set expectations differently, but yeah, it's gamified. That's all I can say now. All right, cool. So not launched yet. No, we're working on it. Uh, we spend a lot of money. Hopefully it comes out good. Okay, cool. Well, we look forward to learning more about it um, when it's getting ready to drop. Um, and you also have another product called Bifrost, um, which is referred to as the next-gen price discovery launch pad. Um, what does this mean? How does it contribute to uh, maximizing capital raise for projects? Oh, okay. So we haven't launched anything on Bifrost for a while, So, but it is a launch pad, dynamic pricing launch pad. So it could be, you could min for two sol, but if there is more demand, uh, the price is going to go up. So you could, people could be paying four sol, six sol, eight sol if there is more demand for NFT. So that is what uh, cap <clears throat> maximizing capital uh, means. But we haven't run Bifrost in a while, but we're planning to relaunch Bifrost maybe after Migos. Because it's a lot of work for a small team to run a full launch pad. So yeah, we're going to get back to it. How big is your team, speaking of? Um, four full-time members. And I think the total of 21 team members, but only four full-time. Oh my gosh, so a small team. And for such a small team, you guys have left such a big footprint in the ecosystem so far. That's really, really crazy. How do you think you've managed with uh, so few people? Like, what is it about the team that has allowed you all to, I don't know, reach such success in so such little time and with so few folks on board? Uh, I don't know. Maybe just no sleep. No sleep gang, I guess. No, but honestly, we haven't really done anything else except this. Our, the last year has been completely focused on this. But also, you have a lot of things you can do, but I think we have been good at picking things that give us maximum you know, ROI. I think that's been our also a good strength. I don't, I don't even know how we do this. We just do things and it happens. I mean, I think it's also the culture uh, that we set uh, within our team that we're super trust trustworthy, transparent. You don't see anything shady happening with Blocks Labs. So people usually trust what we build and then know what to expect from us. So we see good traction. We solve really uh, real problems, not just building products and hoping someone would use it. So we identify problems and like a whitelist marketplace, we've identified that people are trading whitelists, but they're getting scammed. It's a uh, tedious process. They'd have to, I don't know, put some collateral, give up their Discord accounts, give up their wallets. So it's a real problem and we solved it. That That's our usual approach, like identify a problem and, and solve it. And Hopefully people use it and people have been using them.
that's that's awesome. I, I like that kind of problem solver mentality. Like that's that's what it's all about. So I've got a question. I'm gonna throw you kind of on the spot here, Alex. But um, so what are some of the kind of pain points that you guys have as an NFT project or as a project building these, you know, other tools and stuff um, that you think that maybe someone like Brave could help with? I mean, the partnership that we have uh, had and we still have is great. I've always loved Brave. Like I told you, I've been using Brave since 2020. It feels so fucking good when I see Atlas on, you know, on Brave. Uh, it really feels good. Uh, I think we have also ran Smiths on it, the new tab page. Uh, it's really great. I would really uh, love to have a deeper integration talk, uh, you know, to the team and see how we can deeply integrate products. Um, now, how we can help each other out. But yeah, uh, let's have that conversation. I'd really love to work with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um... And yeah, just trying to find ways, you know, that uh, we can help other projects uh, in turn. So uh, definitely think about that. We'll have to talk about some more. Hey, Jenny. Yeah, definitely. I also just wanted to add for people listening, if if you aren't familiar, um, Brave has a wallet partner program, and that is um, where we brought in uh, Blocksmith Labs, they're one of our wallet partners, so they integrated our Brave Wallet, which is a, a self-custody, multi-chain um, crypto wallet native to the Brave browser. You don't, you know, you don't need any extensions like MetaMask or Phantom. Um, so anyway, Blocksmith Labs integrated the Brave Wallet, and then um, in exchange for doing that, Brave provided media credits to Blocksmith Labs, um, as we do to all of our other wallet partners as well, to help them uh, grow and promote their brand through our um, private ad platform. So that's um, what Alex was talking about with some of the placements that we ran in Brave. And um, you probably don't know this, Alex, but we are working on, uh, the Back community team in particular is working on an NFT collaborations program. Um, You're probably familiar with the collab we did with Adam Ape uh, back in November. It was a super successful mint. Uh, We absolutely loved it, had a great time with it. Um, But we're looking to do more like that. And actually, we used uh, some of your products in our Discord to help with the whitelisting and all of that. Um, but yeah, there might be uh, some ways or some, uh, there might be, there may be more opportunities to collaborate or for Brave to utilize some of your great products um, upcoming. But let's definitely connect after this and talk about it. And, um, also, speaking of, you know, everybody in the audience, if anybody has questions or wants to ask uh, Alex or us anything, feel free to request and ask away. So we've got about 15 more minutes. So just letting you know. All right. We've got someone from the audience with a question. Come on up. We're connecting. All right, Better. Take it away. Better call Soul. Love the username. That's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm a big fan of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, and also a fan of Solana, which is pretty obvious with my PFP. Um, a bit about me, I started with a similar journey with, uh, like Alex, started using uh, Brave. That's one of the first Web3 web apps that I used and then uh, realized how how high the gas fee was in Ethereum and quickly before I, I go broke i shifted to solana 
but once i joined solana i realized it's not only the low gas fees like alex said how well it is designed in terms of the entire user experience uh, and i think drew mentioned how if i want to buy or swap something today it's 80 bucks on uniswap i just tried doing that for a meme coin then i didn't want to become a meme myself by spending 100 bucks trying to buy something which is less than a cent that's why i didn't proceed with the swap but again uh, going back to the uh, conversation i had a couple of questions to alex and then also to the brave part in fact the third one is a suggestion or a question a uh, question to alex someone uh, i've been holding blocks smith labs for i think i minted blocks yes so i've been holding ever since and it's really fascinating to see how quickly you guys adapt uh, you started with the whitelist platform and then quickly transitioned to launchpad i mean you didn't let go of the whitelist platform it's always been the core i assume and then you built products around it and the launchpad you quickly saw that there is a need for a dynamic pricing launchpad and you quickly did that and then now i see i recently used the platform that whitelist marketplace that you guys have decided it again goes back to the same point of how bsl identifies a problem and then builds a solution around it now a lot of projects don't do this i think people over complicate nfts and the products that they're trying to build when it's the same logic that is you know here's a problem we need a solution to the problem let's address it and you get a product i, I think bsl has got that spot on so kudos to that but the question is because of how fast paced the nft world is how do you manage to keep up with the expectations for apple or amazon they have their quarterly results people are chill until then right then they lose their shit if things go bad if the numbers are not great in the nft world if there is no announcement for 3 days people be like when announcement like what the fuck is happening right so how do you as founders keep up with that and also build products and also ensure the floor is floor prices you know uh, stable and all that that's question to alex and then a suggestion as to how because i've been a uh, you know uh, a fancy I, i write about utility projects on my twitter i just started doing that and i've also used brave so uh, a suggestion as to how blocksmith and brave can provide uh, an incentive to users of both is probably uh, people who use brave they get the bat token right how about you allow us to convert that to forge so that we can utilize forge in the ecosystem of uh block blocksmith lab products because the way i see it both of you are here for the long term uh, uh you're definitely not going to pull the rug on us with so many million users on brave and pretty much thousands of users on blocksmith lab so this is my suggestion guys and thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to talk i'm pretty excited to actually talk to the brave team and alex i'm done guys thank you bye bye hey hey pretty good suggestion um, i love that i think we have had drew and i had this conversation uh, not exactly this but uh, we actually thought about integrating bat token into atlas 3 but i think uh, we hit a snag because bat token is erc and right now we're only doing spl tokens but in the future yeah we're going to also do uh, raffles and fcfs and all of that um, with the erc um, tokens as well yeah um, a really good suggestion um, thanks a lot Yeah 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 I I like it I like it a lot uh better call saw man you should have you should have hopped up earlier you could have ran this whole space for us man that was awesome um 
But yeah, I think um, we're going to definitely look at ways we can integrate that and tokens and do all kinds of um, awesome stuff in the NFT and gaming and those kind of places. Um, so Brave is definitely interested in finding more utility for bats. I can, I can guarantee you that. And I don't know if Jenny has anything more to add to that, but uh, certainly a good suggestion. Certainly something we want to look at doing and, and adding more of those use cases for, for bat and for brave and for uh, the different communities that we partner with. Um, and, Oh, I just want to say, I see clouds is in the uh, audience there. I'm a big fan of clouds and his, um, little cloud bears that he's always posted on Twitter. So just throwing that out there. But I don't know if you had anything you want to add to that, Jenny. No, I think you pretty much covered it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love the suggestions, Better Call Soul. And uh, the types of things you suggested are just the kind of opportunities that we are currently exploring with partners. So definitely stay tuned. And um, yeah, Alex, I don't know if this makes a difference, but you know, we do also have SBAT, Solana Bat. Um, so yeah, just, just throwing it out. There. Oh, right, right. That's one thing I was going to say and uh, glad you brought yep. it up because I took, completely forgot that we do have SPL bat and, uh, we'll have to work on that, Alex. Let's do it. So, uh, yeah, better call Saul, I think also had another question. Um, I think also one of our strengths is we are always on Twitter, always on discord we really know like the pulse of the market and we actively understand how the market is responding to what. I think that's also essential to us um, doing things that the market wants. Um, and also the speed of the execution also matters because now the market could be, you know, doing something right now. It's all um, shitcoin season. Um, it could be something else. It could be brand season. It could be utility season. I think our strength is identifying like a trend and building something and executing it super quick that uh, just kind of makes sense. Uh, but yeah, if you see like Chromie here, like he's literally connected. He's running all the projects on Solana. So yeah, our all team members are super active in the community. They're always on their phones, on Twitter, on Discord, just know what's happening. Uh, everyone could be an alpha caller uh, in our team. So they just know what's popping where. So they're minting shit, trying shit. Oh uh, yeah, I think that's also one of our strengths. You see a lot of people like super disconnected from the ecosystem. There was one gaming project who didn't want to give whitelist spots to the Sol community. So they wanted to run things differently on their website. But I think identifying that, what are people familiar with in this space? Oh, you should do a launchpad and you should do this, you should do that. Uh, that's just an example. But the core idea is that we are like super connected in the ecosystem and just know when things happen. Yeah. I just want to say I can confirm uh, Chromie is, um, you know, giga chat over there. And I don't think he sleeps. Um, I'm pretty sure, actually, he doesn't sleep. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Y'all, you need to sleep. So important. <laughs> okay, I see Rastas, uh, Rastas Raz BB from the audience has a question. So come on up. Yo, Rasta. Rasta is our hype man. Amazing. Welcome, Rasta. Let's go. 
Thank you so much for having me up here. It is an absolute pleasure to be up with the Brave team and Alex and uh, Better Call Soul, man. I've never seen you before. I had to give you a follow. Smith, if you see Smith in here, you know what to do. Um, but I have a question for both of the teams up here uh, regarding security. Um, I think it's important to be secure with how we do everything on Web3. So I thought I'd ask a question to uh, the people that are down deep building. Like, do you guys use VPNs like the Brave VPN? Or uh, what are some practices that you guys use personally just to protect yourselves online that we could use as well? Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, so Brave actually has its own uh, built-in firewall and VPN, um, so you don't have to install an extension. It's, uh, you know, it's just right there. You can choose to enable it subscription-based. Uh, you can't pay with that yet, but you will eventually be able to do so. Um, but yeah, you can enable that right in your browser, so definitely always recommend a VPN. I think it's like 12 bucks a month or something right now, um, powered by Guardian. We have a we have a couple blog posts that we put out about it if you want some more details. And also on our website, brave.com, there's um, there's a page dedicated to the VPN that you can look at. And is, oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, is the VPN also on Android? I know it was on iOS and then recently got on desktop. Is it on Android as well? Do you know? You know, that's a really good question. I'm not an Android user, and I should know this, though. Um, I know. Me, too. I'm, I'm not sure. Second, hang on a second. Let me find out. One I'll let Alex chime in while I look this up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, security is obviously one of the first things that we consider. Uh, we, we're always paranoid. We already we have security checks everywhere. You You might not see them. And yeah, that's how, you know, they're working. Um, I think, for example, we've had a limit on how much uh, someone can withdraw. I think it's like 2000 3000 or $5,000. So we always go step by step. And if you see everything is working fine, there are no exploits. We also work with uh, security experts uh, like for, for a brief period of time uh, to see what could happen, what exploit could happen. Yeah, it's just a lot of good security practices that are from Web 2 that still apply to Web 3. You know, and of course, you know, a reminder, um, you know, kind of the, the simple stuff of using burner wallets uh, when you're minting things or, um, you know, using hard, hard wallets when you can on, you know, the stuff you're holding, things like that, of course, can never, can never be mentioned enough. Uh, it seems like every day there's somebody getting, you know, scammed or, you know, hacked or something somehow. So, but yeah. Okay. I want to reiterate that I'm not being paid to say this, but actually Brave has been super helpful in like since 2020 because I don't see those spam shit anymore because I think by default Brave blocks them and Brave also blocks like the YouTube ads. So, I don't remember the last time I've seen a YouTube ad. So that's also been kind of helpful because it blocks all the pop-ups that you see like on spammy websites. That's been helpful. I mean, that's Web2 security, but Web3, we all know, use a ledger, just just save all your keys in a safe place. But yeah, in terms of uh, websites, I don't really think about it because, yeah, Brave has been really helpful, to be honest. And again, 
not paid to say this, but it's truly my testimony that I've been using Brave for a long time. So I just know shit. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you so much. But yeah, um, yeah, the, the Brave browser obviously blocks uh, all third-party ads. And like we said, like we've been saying, ads on YouTube, uh, the most annoying ones, if you ask me. But also the browser blocks third-party cookies and it blocks uh, fingerprinting, it blocks bounce tracking, and also like some malware and phishing attempts all by default. Like you don't need to adjust any settings when you download the browser. It does this all automatically. So um, those are some additional perks. And then I would say something else that I've been using recently recently, um, YubiKeys for passwords. Um, it's like a physical, uh, like a physical, uh, like password backup. Um, really good, really good for security. Um, definitely recommend setting that up with like your G Suite and stuff. Um, but yeah, not a brave product, but just a fan. <laughs> and also yeah. the VPN is available on Android. I'm so sorry. I should have known that off the top of my head. So it, it is, you said, or, or no? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I thought that it was. I just wasn't sure 100% either because I'm, I'm on iOS right now too. But um, and Rasta, I don't know if you were uh, also asking about Brave in general, but um, and we are, you know, on the community partnership side of things. So we're not uh, doing all this security stuff that Brave does. But I can tell you that, uh, you know, seeing kind of how the sausage is made that they do take it you know, seriously, and they do a lot of work to um, do privacy reviews and all these kind of everything that they do. So um, from a Brave standpoint on their Brave products and stuff, uh, they do take it seriously. Uh, and sometimes it takes longer than you would like, but uh, they, they, I'm glad that they actually kind of stand up for what they believe in and take it seriously. So, yeah, good question, though. Awesome. Yeah, I use Brave uh, every day when I'm online, and it definitely helps my experience to uh, move through things quicker. So thank you so much for all your answers and for hosting this space as well. Appreciate you. Yeah, it's our pleasure. And if you guys are really interested in security, I would definitely recommend uh, visiting the Brave website. Um, there should be a whole section dedicated to Brave security features, but just some other ones. We have like a built-in IPFS uh, integration. We have onion routing with Tor. Uh, we've got custom filter lists. There's so much more. Definitely check out brave.com. Um, there's a, yeah, actually if you, I'm looking at the top tabs right now. There's one dedicated to privacy, but there's a lot of overlap between privacy and security. So everything can be covered in that. In. Defs recommend. Um, I also saw that I think there was maybe one or two audience questions. Um, and then, and then we'll wrap it up after this, but maybe Bows, you want to kick off? I think you have something. Yeah, originally I was just going to chime in to say that the VPN is available on Android, but since we were talking privacy, I was just going to throw out there that the key thing that kind of separates Brave from a lot of the competition is that they are they offer privacy and ad blocking and all this stuff by default. A lot of the other competition, like maybe you can get it with them, but it's not by default. You have to like go in and configure everything yourself. So like if you have a friend who wants to, you know, a more private, more user first experience, you know, the the most low hanging way for them to get that is for you to recommend break for them. Miles always, always uh, coming through for us there. 
with his Mad Lads PFP. I love it, man. Looks good. Looks good. But um, and this is you know not a hey let's uh, high brave space. Um, so I just want to say I actually just added the VPN on my desktop and I actually had some issues with this. So going back to Alex, what you're saying and the user, you know, interface and making things easy and smooth is super important uh, because, you know, having that kind of issues that I had was like, I was getting a little frustrated, even though, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Brave fan. I, you know, work with Brave and stuff like that. And it was like, yeah, we got to get this right. So just not trying to knock on it, but hey, we don't always get it always hundred um, percent, but definitely try to. So just throwing that, that out there. That is the philosophy. Ship and then iterate. <laughs> we'll get there. You know? Yeah, I have a question uh, here. Uh, in the Brave browser, uh, the most important thing is that uh, suppose uh, by mistake, if anything happened with the operating system and whatever the bad token we get in the Brave, we can't recover it. Point number one. The point number two in India uh, that we can't transfer that uh, the Brave token to uphold wallet. It's saying that it's not available in India. Yeah, that's definitely um, definitely a little bit of a problem that currently we don't have uh, custodians that support um, our users in all regions. We have we have a custodian support for users in many regions, but currently um, Uphold no longer works with India. Um, however, I will say that we are. Uh, certainly exploring more custodian options. Um, also, our existing custodians uh, will like sometimes uh, introduce or like reintroduce support for regions that were once supported and are lo no longer. Um, you know, that just depends on like a, a number of different factors. But yeah, we are looking um, to gain more custodian coverage because of course we want all of our users to be able to um, cash out their back. And um, and yeah, that's one way to, to back it up too is like by connecting a custodian uh, wallet, a custodian partner exchange wallet to your Brave browser, then your payouts go directly to your custodian account and then you don't have to worry about um, losing your bat, so. Um, yeah, I, was, I mean, if your device like crashes or something, you're you kind of, and you're not connected to yeah, one of the, uh, like Upholder, Gemini, um, I think you do kind of lose that, right, Jenny? But there are ways, like if you're going to, you know, replace your device that you can back that up. Can, isn't there some ways to do that? Or am I mistaken on that? Yeah, yeah. The best thing the best thing to do would be to connect to a custodian exchange. Um, and, and like I said, we will be uh, introducing more... Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, to answer uh, Prince, I mean, uh, obviously, India is a huge market. Brave definitely wants the users, and they have a lot of users there in India, and so they definitely want to get one of the custodial partners on there or a new one. I know they're working on it. Um, you are not, um, you know, we, we know about it and we're trying to do it. And sometimes it's so, only so much that Brave can themselves can do because they have to rely on these other partners as well. So, but uh, as soon as they can, they will for sure uh, add more. 
Yeah. Also when it comes to like crashing and just like losing, um, losing accumulated balances and stuff, um, there are some cases in which our support team can help you um, restore those balances or, you know, comp you for lost balances. So definitely if you run into an issue like that, um, reach out to us through one of our support forums, either community.brave.com, that project, you can message the mods directly, you can make a post there, and then um, we can try to help you out as best we can. Do we have any last questions from the audience? Oh, I didn't realize we were five minutes over, Randy. Uh, time flies when you're having fun, huh? Yeah, I guess time flies when you're having fun. Well, I just want to say thank you to everybody for coming. Thank you guys for the great questions. Thank you to Alex um, for telling us, you know, teaching us all about Blocksmith Labs and uh, your various product offerings. Um, you know, Drew already said this, but just to echo, we really appreciate your commitment to simplicity and to creating products that solve real problems that are user friendly, that um, really anyone can use. You know, uh, you love to make things easy peasy and smooth. And uh, yeah, being from Brave, we, we really uh, deeply appreciate that. So thank you so, so much. And uh, again, thanks to everyone in the audience for tuning in. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for uh, lending us your ears for an hour and five minutes today. Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm glad I could finally profess my love for Brave Browser that I've been using for years, just for free. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Alex. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. We hope everybody has wonderful weekend yep. go, hit some, go hit some trivia in the bat brigade with uh, the dave right now yes trivia in the bat brigade discord uh, with dave right now we we actually did it right before the call oh man i, I'm, I lied to everybody you could have just <laughs> let me think i didn't but <laughs> sorry next time next week before the call all right that's right okay thank you everybody have a wonderful weekend see ya Take care. Goodbye. Bye.